everyone. Hello and welcome along to uh, the second episode of Championship Drill this season. Looking back on all the uh, championship scores, results and all that talking points. Um, another good weekend of action, guys. How did you find it? Lots of goals. Yeah. Nice little pick. Um, some great results. Not really many surprises in week one, but um, yeah, it was good. Well, yeah. Week two, I should say. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, start off, I suppose, with the Peterborough Derby County game. I have it up here. Um, interesting one. Yeah. Two stoppage time winning for Peterborough, Burroughs and Dembele. Um, Stretton had given Derby the lead, the youngster, with about 13 minutes to go, and it looked like Derby were going to get a win, and the season was going to start off well enough for them. Uh, strange, strange game, this one, because Peterborough probably deserved the win overall. Yeah, they did. So, so much stoppage time that came in. Um, yeah, a strange one. And Dembele, um, you know, absolutely nuts in front of the home fans to get a winner. Was it 10 minutes into stoppage time or something? Thank you. Yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, great for um, Darren Ferguson and for Peterborough, obviously, to get their first win of the season. But uh, Derby, again, we talked about him last week. Um, not doing very well. Yeah. Oh, something's some seriously going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be before the halfway mark or what, like, but I think you're talking perhaps a manager sacking, perhaps the club uh, letting players go in January. Like, I don't think they're actually stable financially. Like, there's still talks there's, there's something going on in the club. But yeah, I feel for Rooney because, look, they were one up. And I think myself and Phil were actually, we were chatting about it. We were kind of saying, um, yeah, look, he's Jesus, he's getting results there for Derby and, you know, the FA Cup and against Salford, which is, you know, the greatest highlight of his career, he said, and as a manager. And Yeah, that, that was very bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, it was a strange, strange comment to be making because they're playing a team in a lower division. Yeah. And he's talking about the young kids and I suppose he's trying to pick up the young kids because he knows he's going to have to rely on them this season a lot yeah. if they're going to survive. Uh, he finds himself, it's a very... Stressful position, I suppose, for Rooney in some ways because Derby County are going to be fighting relegation. Yeah, they can't yeah. sign any players. They don't have good players to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was terrible, terrible mistakes as well at the back that cost them the two yeah, goals. Ball was horrible. Yeah. So yeah, so Derby, a lot like of trouble. He looked like a genuine defeated man afterwards. Yeah. He did like like what can I do here? Yeah, I feel for him. I feel for him because look, he, he has all the potential in the world to be a great manager. Like, but you know, he stepped in a derby. Um, I suppose he's probably gonna look back on on the time that he actually left um, DC United and went to Derby. Maybe he's probably regretting that now because like you know he's been at Derby as a player and then as a manager. Like it's uh, yeah, I say maybe he should have opted for one of the other clubs that he had a chance to go to. I think Rangers wanted him, and I think there was a couple of other clubs that wanted him. Like, you know, I think he's probably better off still being playing, to be honest. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. But uh, for Peterborough, good to get the first win and get them up and running for the season. Yeah, and no, it's good for Gary. You were a brave man. With five minutes to go, Peterborough were 33 to 1. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, 11 minutes of stoppage time. We move on. So I suppose the next one, Bernsley Coventry. Um, I don't know. Bernsley kind of stole the victory here, really. Um, you know, Bernsley said they might struggle a little bit this season. They're doing all right. A draw and followed up by a win. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they took their chance. I suppose we talk about that all the time. You got to take your chances when you get them. Uh, Freezer gave them the lead right before half time. Um, Goikeres three minutes into stoppage time missed the penalty for Coventry. Uh, decent save wasn't the best penalty in the world. No. Uh, it wasn't a terrible penalty, but it wasn't the best in the world. And, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot of shots on target in this game. I think Burnley scored with their only shot on target. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a strange, strange one, but uh, Burnley will be delighted to escape with this win. When yeah. Over. yeah. Burnley will go on the radar again this season. Yeah. And talk again, like, Burnley got the win. Um you know, Coventry probably deserves something out of it. But I know it's something that they that I've seen highlighted as well is the treatment of uh, Callum O'Hare in this game, where he was basically kicked off the park. Yeah. And he kept getting free kicks, but the referee wasn't dishing out yellow cards. And when you're consistently following the same player, the referee has to protect him and step in and book somebody. Yeah. Yeah, not a, not a question, Max, but that after the game. Yeah, I was on Twitter, like, and he was trending. And I was like, what's going on there? But I can have a look. But yeah, it's not, not nice on a ball, or like, you know what I mean? I, I suppose, like, you know what I mean? They're, they're tough out, like, they're tough as nails. But yeah. yeah, like, that was a joke. I think that won't happen again. No. No. And it's one of those, if Coventry are going to have a good season again, it's, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we talk about it all the time. It's one of those where they've got to be more clinical when they get their chances and take them. Yeah. They hit the bar as well a few times. Yeah. yeah. Um, they played well. They deserved something out of the game. They, they probably deserved to win the game overall, really. But yeah. Um, but Burns, they had their chance. They took their chance. And, you know, if yeah. you can do that, then, then all well and good. Move on then to uh, Birmingham Stoke, I suppose. Not a whole lot to talk about in this game. Wasn't the greatest match of all time. No. I actually thought Birmingham would kick on after last week. Yeah, at home in front of the fans. Well, kind of in front of the fans. They're doing something to the stadium, aren't they? So all the fans aren't quite there yet. Yeah, um, they had a huge win last week. And it was just kind of like, this is going back to the old thing they had under the old manager. These yeah. Dull and it all draws where not much was happening. No, missed their chances. Um, I think it was, was it Hogan had a, had a good chance for them? Yeah, yeah. Um, good chance, yeah. And he, uh, yeah. And Stoke was Stoke. The less said about it, the less. I think, I think, I can't remember if he went out for a goal kick or a throw. But yeah, McLean, McLean looks like he's on the way out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wigan. Talk of Wigan or Bolton. That's a big drop for him, in my opinion. But yeah. like, you look, you look at the, you look at both teams, right? And they have not recruited well. Stoke have, I, I, I was saying last season, Stoke will recruit well next season. They haven't. Do you know what I mean? They still have... The old players, yeah, they're all old, yeah. And, and same with Birmingham, like, you know, Gary Garner, I know, is still good, and, you know, Hogan's good, and, um, you know, you Lucas up front, like, you know what I mean? But, yeah, they have not recruited well. No, it's still maybe early days, but, like, I think the business that some of the clubs bear, Cadiff have done has been, it's been atrocious. Shocking. Yeah. It's still, still have time left in the window. McCarthy, McCarthy came out and said that, like, you're paying, like, three million for someone like Ronan Curtis. Which clubs, yeah. clubs just can't pay that money in the championships. No, they can't. They can't. Very few of them, anyway. Um, for Stoke, I suppose Stephen Fletcher had a decent chance to get his first goal for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of didn't take it very well. For Birmingham, though, their biggest threat seemed to come from the long throws. Mark Roberts' long throws into the box. 
Carly Dean headed one just wide, and then obviously, um, uh, uh, was it Gardner put the ball into the net and it was just offside? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So. yeah. They should rename the long throw the, the lap throw. Yeah. yeah. Good old Rory yeah. Delap. He was the man to throw the ball. They were dangerous. They were dangerous, and it's a good weapon for them to have. Um, but yeah, Hogan Hogan needs to get going this season because he missed a few in the first game and he, he put one just wide in this one. But his other chance, the less said about it, the better because it, it is, like I'd say, still slicing wide. Yeah. Uh, I suppose we move on. Blackpool, obviously, last week had that great, great comeback in front of their home fans this week. They were just, just beaten by Cardiff, who were very, very good. I mean, Cardiff absolutely outplayed them from start to finish. They were very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the goals, I suppose, they came from Bakuna and uh, Kiefer Moore. Wonderful header from uh, Kiefer Moore. Yeah. At the end. I love it. Great cross. I love the in. cross, yeah. Yeah, it was Giles put in the cross and the leap and the goal was, was brilliant. Moore, come on to do that. I know Mick McCarthy was talking after the game, wasn't he, about how great it was? Yeah. In terms of a great championship performance, and they did it. They absolutely dominated Blackpool, and Blackpool had the good come from behind with our draw last week. Yeah, we they're unbeaten like in twenty something games as well. So yeah, for that performances alone, it's just I admit, he's really, 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 really turned them around. Yeah, uh, James Collins missed uh, early in first half. He needs to probably get his first goal for Cardiff to settle down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cardiff had two thousand fans at the match, which is some some amount of travelling for them to be doing, which uh, probably helps the team as well. And it's great to see the away fans again back in the stadiums. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks good. I think the fans made a big big difference this this week in general. You could see it. Yeah, I think Blackpool's boss after the match uh, uh, was saying as well that they he knows themselves they didn't deserve anything. He was very open and honest about that. Um. You know, and McCarthy did acknowledge the Cardiff fans saying they made a load of noise in the match and that it did help in that. But in terms of Cardiff, having like Kiefer Moore was very, very good for Mick yeah. McCarthy mm-hmm. towards the end of last season. Yeah. And obviously, they have James Collins in there now. Um, but to have someone like Kiefer Moore or Collins, whichever one he goes with, have one of the two of them to come off the bench when you need a goal is going to be, you know, frightening for teams, really. Yeah. Definitely. They don't well to keep him too, to be honest, because I know there was a couple of clubs interested, like so. Credit where it's due, they put it off and they kept them, do you know? Yep. Absolutely. Move on so to uh, and one of the hammerings of the, the weekend. Huddersfield Town 1, Fulham 5. Um, yeah. A lot happened in this game. Yeah, An awful lot happened in this game. game. showed like how much Huddersfield are really in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean... If we go through the, the goals and just the way that they happened, I mean, it was like Mitrovic, um, who we talked about last week, got booked after about four seconds, um, got a goal. We know he's able to score in this league because he was top scorer a couple of seasons ago when they went up. Yeah. Um, he gave him the lead, and Omar made it 2-0, then Pearson made it 2-1, then we had Carvalho, um, got a goal to make it 3-1 almost immediately. Uh, and then we had Harry Wilson sent off on 72 minutes. Yeah, I think we should have And after that, rather than a 3-1 at that stage, rather than Huddersfield pushing for an equaliser, Fulham got two more goals. 
Um, Cavalero with two goals laid on make it 5-1 and like you said Huddersfield um, look in trouble Marco Silva's first victory is Fulham boss Fulham go top of the table on goal difference interesting two games in no team has won two matches yet yeah and also the the goal in this game was absolutely hilarious yeah yeah do you want to talk us through that one Finn I don't know what the keeper was doing. He was trying to clear the ball. He hit it off his own. <laughs> he hit it off his own player. Yeah, and it just seemed to bounce over the line. But it was just Frank Sinclair kind of. <laughs> <laughs> With that kind of comical defending. What about um, Wilson's red card? Deserved retaliation. You you can't. You can't do that. But it wasn't as bad as people make it out to be. No, but it's something you know you can't do. He yeah. was kicked. Yeah. He was probably getting sick of being kicked. And he latched out, and you can't do that. And lucky for him, it didn't cost his team in the end. That's it. They were three one up at that point. But yeah, three one up, three one up. But if you add on injury time, a little over twenty minutes to go, probably could have changed things. But it didn't. Sure anybody half decent, yeah. But yeah. just looked. They looked really, really poor yesterday. Very poor. A good first five minutes, I think, and after that, things fell apart. Um, once Mitrovic got the winner, they didn't look good anymore. They just weren't competing. Yeah. Um, so so there we go. But uh, what about Fulham? They've got to be the favourites probably to win the league. Definitely. Definitely. They have such a good squad. They've kept a lot of their players. They brought in Wilson. That would cause problems. Hopefully he doesn't get sent off every game. But look, it's um, yeah, they have to be one of the favourites. You know, they're, they're a well-gelled team. Uh, probably unlucky to go down in the end. Uh, they had some close results in the Premier League last year. But yeah, they'll be strong, they'll be hard to beat and they'll be looking to come straight back up, no doubt. And as for Huddersfield, I mean, they drew last week with a very bad derby team, yeah. albeit yeah. they had players missing due to COVID. Yeah, they started out fair from. Yeah. With, with, with Richard Keogh gone to Blackpool, I very, I very much fair for Huddersfield as well. I think yeah. Keogh was their saviour. He's gone. Huddersfield will go down. But they don't have four players or anything like no, no. I mean, they're, they're of all the teams that need to bring one or two in before the window, they are definitely one of them. Just, yeah. just, just in the last two weeks, like for all the teams that have played matches, they've been the poorest. Yeah, they, they haven't been great. No. They haven't been great. Uh, I suppose we move on to a team that we talked about before the start of the season that could do something. And uh, the players we talked about actually got all their goals, which was a QPR, a good 3 0 away oh. win to Hull. Uh, you know, Willock, Dykes, and Dickey, three players we talked about. Um, before the season started as being key for QPR all got goals yeah uh, very very hard result actually I thought Hull were actually fairly good very good very good I mean they, uh, you've got to say Dieng is it Dieng in goal for QPR made some nice saves as well yeah um, so yeah it wasn't like Hull were it's not like the last game where Huddersfield were battered yeah. or even the Cardiff game Hull were in this game they just didn't take their chances Dickie was outstanding very good. Yeah. And it, it, it's good to get Dyke scoring. I know he didn't get a lot of goals in his first season last year. Yeah. Yeah, I just think they, like, they, they were so good towards the end of last season. If They really found their rhythm. And you, you'd say to yourself, like if it went on the second half last season, QPR would have been in a playoff position. But I think they're going to be a really good... If they can find consistency, Steve, if they can if they can start winning three, four games on a trot, maybe lose the odd one, then they will be thereabouts for sure. Um. Good club, you know, great, great fans. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see QPR back in the Premier League in the next year or two. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
I suppose turning point somewhat in the game was Moncur's red card in this one for Hull as well. Um, yeah. I think they, they didn't, uh, Dickie got his goal a few minutes after that to make it 3-0. Yeah. Uh, uh, clearance off the line is a game changer. Yeah, that was one as well. Um, you know, they, they did well. Uh, as for QPR, like you said, this is their um, fourth straight away win in the championship. Going back to last season, obviously, and Hull hadn't lost at home since February. Yeah. So again, it's a it's a good win for them. And we talked about the likes of uh, Chris Willock, who just seems to have found his home at QPR. Yeah. You know, we talked about he left Arsenal to go to Benfica, which was a big call. Never broke into the first team at Benfica. Into QPR last season, and he just seems to feel wanted or something. But he yeah. started the season really, really well. Yeah, I admire him though, like the fact he went to Benfica. Look, a lot of players from from the UK are, are going over to you know Italy. They're going to Portugal. They're going to all sort of destinations, and it is working for him. But yeah, I think if he can have a solid season with QPR, he's quite young still. That like, he, you know, he he's definitely got Premier League time in, in him. No yeah. doubt. Yeah, and like you said about the goal line clearance, that was um would have made him one one. I think at the time, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was something else. like I thought he was something. Yeah. Else. Dickey. Yeah. Got, got three goals in three games for a centre half. Yeah, not bad. Not bad going at all. Uh, and like I said, he was very good. Dieng in goal as well, obviously, was very good as well. Yeah. Um, I actually seen as well. I know, I know I'm changing something, but I actually seen that QPR actually in talks. So there was a rumour going around that they're after Daryl Dyke, the lad that played at Barnsley last year, the American lad yeah. that went back yeah. to Orlando. There's yeah. talks that QPR are going in for him. So. So if he's back in the championship, we know how well he's done at Barnsley. Um, if he's at QPR, they could be they could be yeah. serious this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one, the game we move on to here, uh, Middlesbrough Bristol City. Uh, Kaiser had a great game, but also um, some comments from Neil Warnock after the match on uh, on the radio. If you listen to his interview on the radio. He was talking about the fans. He said he's never heard noise like it. Yeah. Yeah. He said he started clapping them one place and realised they were all over the show. And he said they really drove them on in this game. Because it was close against the Bristol City side, who we said are, you know, they, they could well struggle. Winless. Um, Winless in 13 games. Yeah. Yeah. Ikpezu gave Middlesbrough the lead. King equaliser for Bristol City. Uh, Ikpezu then set up Crooks as well. Um, had a very good game. We talked about him being a great summer signing Ikpezu as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Andy King as well, who equalised for Bristol City, could be a good signing for them. Lots of experience. So yeah. Yeah. we'll wait and see. Um, I say Nigel Pearson, he's cracking up a small bit. Um, like when he took that job, we expected him to do so well. But yeah, he's, he's I think he's run well. What's his win rate? Maybe 20%? It's, it's, it's yeah, really bad. Like, like they have a one in 13 games. Yeah, yeah we, we talked about it last season when they were offering him a new deal. We were wondering why. Yeah. Because his performances certainly wasn't like he, <clears throat> excuse me, did a Mick McCarthy and went on a mad winning run. He yeah. didn't win a lot of games. And I think he was after losing something like five out of seven when they gave him the new contract. That's yeah. it. It's just, it's frightening. As you say, look, I, I've, I've said it earlier on in the show, like, you know, the, the teams are moving quietly for players. And I understand why, look, the middle of a pandemic, you know, fans are already coming back now, clubs are watching things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, we might see the same squads, you know, for, for the whole season ahead. But like, yeah, Pearson's well, he's well established, you know what I mean? And and to be fair, I'd nearly put money on it that he could be one of the first managers sacked in this championship. And yeah. I'm saying it for the second game in. 
Yeah. He just doesn't seem to fit the bill there. I don't think the fans are behind him either, to be honest. Yeah. No, no, no. And we, we were saying about um, how key Ododa was and for him to get injured 10 minutes into the game last week and obviously he missed yesterday. It's yeah. uh, It could be a long season for Bristol City. They are right down at the bottom of the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're in trouble. Like, they're in trouble. Two, two years ago, they were, they were being tipped to break into the Premier League. Bristol yeah. was a yeah. great club to join. They were always a top six, top seven team. And now they're, they're in real trouble. Something's gone wrong the last two years. And yeah, they need to well, change it fast. You know, they got their like stadium done up. They've got, you know, an owner who has put money into the club. Yeah. Uh, but who seems to be more focused on the rugby team these days than the soccer team. So, yeah. um, and I know the fans aren't happy about that or the way they perceive that to be anyway. So yeah, I like with you. I don't think this owner is going to wait around too long. No, no, because no. he wants them in the Premier League. Yeah. So yeah. wait and see. We move on then to another draw, one all Millwall Blackburn Rovers in this one. Um, not the greatest game on earth. What's no, but a good, a good result for Blackpool. <laughs> Sorry for Blackpool. Yeah. I should say. Blackburn, my yeah. Um, Millwall's shooting. He has, he has. I mean, we talked about it when he came back last season. He has a goal in him. Yeah. And he does yeah. score a lot of goals, but his confidence is up. We talked about how he became a Chile international yeah. um, at the end of last season. But yeah, a good header. He'd be very disappointed, um, though, the Millwall manager to concede from a set piece like that. He's not going to be very happy for the equaliser. Yeah. Um, Millwall's goal was something else. Possibly one of my favourites of the weekend. Um, last, last week we were talking about him scoring another screamer yeah. yeah I mean it was some ball from the right back who's on loan from Arsenal yeah. um, and then Malone I think almost volleyed it across first time and uh, Wallace was there to tap in again we talk about Wallace they have to hang on to him they'll probably want the transfer window to end Yeah. Um, but Blackburn really didn't do much in this match at no, all but, yeah. yeah, I don't know what happened with Millwall's shooting. Um, it's it's unbelievable. Like it was so off target. Millwall shooting in this game. Yeah, I think they had something like fifteen shots and they only hit the target with two of them. Yeah, it's not good. I know you won't be a happy man if that was your team's team. Oh, yeah. They drew twenty six times last season. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, twenty six times this season. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And they'll be disappointed too because Blackburn um, against Swansea last week, um, Blackburn were very, very good and created so many chances yeah. against Swansea last week. And I mean, I think they only had like two shots in this whole match. Yeah, two. One two. of them on target, which was the goal. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Millwall are going to be very, very disappointed. And like we said last season, Millwall's problem too many draws, two games, two draws. They've set up well this season. Well, it looks like they, they will kick on this season, in my opinion. Like when I look at the squad, yeah, um, on my Twitter page, I was looking at the team and, and the, the bench. Mm-hmm. I, I think Mimwall lads will be up there this season. I reckon they're going to break into that top eight, no problem. Um, and look, I know I said something like that last year yeah. and they had a bad run, but I think, you know what I mean? They have kind of set up a bit, a bit better up front. Um, and I think Jed Wallace is going to score a lot of goals this season. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I really do. It was 16 draws or something last season, two already this season. Yeah. Will they hit the double figures for draws again this season? 
Yeah, they were the unluckiest team last season. I know they brought in um, Troy Parrott, like, and look, they, they did try to score the goals and stuff, but they were very yeah. unlucky last season, do you know what I mean? It's mad. Yeah. Um, Jed Wallace, though, started off well from. Yeah. And obviously, I think, doesn't he only have like a year left on his contract or something? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll wait and see how that goes. Uh, move on then to a team that haven't got off to a great start this season, and I think are actually. They're sitting bottom on goal difference. They're not quite because Preston obviously are beneath them. Yeah. But Nottingham Forest losing 2 1 to Bournemouth. They were unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> they were unlucky. They're not going to be very happy, though, are they? No. Chris uh, Hilton, if he had hair, he would tear it out. Yeah. yeah. Again, similar story to Millwall. They had lots of chances. Yeah. Um, and they just couldn't, couldn't do it. Uh, Brooks gave uh, Bournemouth the lead. McKenna equalising for Forest. And uh, Billing then put Bournemouth in front just before Brooks got sent off with about half an hour to go for a second yellow card. Um, yeah, I mean, Forest, they won't be, like, they lost, so they're not going to be happy with that, but they played a lot better in this game. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, 30 minutes to go with 10 players, lads. Forest yeah. flatten them. Do you know what I mean? I remember in the school year, if, well, there was never a sending off with someone hurt their knee on the gravel. Like, they, they'd go and yeah. sit down in the corner. But, like, that's when you attack a team, lads. Like yeah. you, well experienced. He's he's managed, you know, in the Premier League. Like yeah. he's got a decent squad. You know what I mean? So like Brooks got sent off. Brooks is the star player for for Bournemouth. Like so, mm-hmm. thirty minutes to go plus an extra two or three. You know, it's yeah. I'm surprised Forrest didn't get the two two. To be honest, with a three two win. Yeah. yeah, because they did once the sending off happened. Forrest did push them back and did go yeah. for it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they didn't create many brilliant chances. I think there was one in stoppage time that the keeper did well to save. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the guy there, Billing, who scored, is he's linked to Norwich this week. He is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's surprising Bournemouth still have most of their players there. Yeah. It is. I, I think Billing will stay though. Like you know what I mean? I know they brought in the man, um, Zeno Rossi. I think he's a centre back there at Bournemouth. Like he made a big difference. I think. Look, he's probably the reason that. Um, I suppose they didn't get the equaliser. Yeah. Forest, but like, yeah, I, I think Billum will stay. Like, Solanke is obviously still there. You know, Brooks is savage. You know, Brooks is linked to many big clubs in the Premier League. But yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm just annoyed that Forrest didn't get the, the 2 2, to be honest. Yeah. Brooks, that's it. Brooks, second yellow card. Um, the manager is going to be disappointed with it because he was on a yellow card and he just pulls the man back. You know, it's going to be a yellow card. Yeah. yeah I don't know what he was thinking. Kind of silly. Uh, in terms of Nottingham Forest, we know how good a manager Hewton is, but if you stretch back to last season, it's eight games without a win now for Nottingham Forest. Not good, not good. We, yeah. were, we were banking on him to do well. I think we all said, you know, towards the end of last season, look, he'd bring in the players next season and he will turn the club around. No, look, it's only two games in. We could be laughing here at the end of the season saying, oh, look, Forest are in the playoffs, you know, but like he did bring in one or two players, you know, but... Not yeah, Forest are a massive club, like, you know what I mean? It, it's the tone of Robin Hood. They need to sign players. Um, I don't know what way the funds are, but like he can really get some good players on loan. Forest is a real appealing club, like. Remember they had Van Hoydonk and all these players, like going back. Yeah, you know what I mean? Even um, Collymore. Do you know what I mean? We look at Stuart yeah. Perry, Forest. You know, Roy Keane. They're a great club, like you know they've won the European Championship twice. Um, yeah. I don't know what's happened, but they are a great club. So like. If I was a, a top Irish player or, or a top League One player, I'd, I'd happily join Forest. I know Steve Steve would have mm-hmm. regarded Forest as a big club as well back in the day. Like, absolutely, and uh, they were always a big team. Yeah. Um, Des Walker, Stuart Pearce, two two great fullbacks playing from. 
back in the day. But uh, Reading and Preston, um, we want to Preston another defeat, bottom of the table, uh, no points from two games. Reading first points of the season, Aziz and Swift for Reading after uh, Johnson had got a penalty for uh, for Preston rather. So Reading, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Two chances, two goals, really, for Reading, or two shots on target, two goals for Reading. But terrible again. We talked about how bad Preston were defensively last week. They were shocking again. Yeah, really, really bad. Very poor. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, they're our most critical team last season. Look, obviously, Maguire came on, so we can't really smash Preston. But, like, yeah, like, you know, you have Sinclair up front. You know what I mean? Alan Brown is still doing his job. You know, Daniel Johnson. Like, they brought in a man from Liverpool again, Van der Borg. You know, he's obviously yeah. a good player. No, Frankie McAvoy is a good manager. Like, you know, a lot of people had question marks when he came in and stuff. Yeah. You know, they could brought someone else in, you know. But, yet again, look, I know we're only two games in, but I think Preston are in trouble, lads. I think if they're going to have another bad season, then it's not going to not gonna be good for moving forward. No, they're, they're, again, they're not scoring goals, which was a lot of their problems last season. And their defence seems worse than it was last season. Yeah. It's, it is definitely is. It definitely is. Um, from the Reading point of view, though, obviously they lost Olise, which is a big thing. Um, and Joe hasn't scored yet this season. We know how many goals he scored for them last season. But what about the youngster Aziz, who came in 20 years old, uh, got the first goal? Uh, they'll look for him to take over from Olise. Were you impressed uh, watching him this weekend? Yeah. He was outstanding. It was nice to see him given a chance, to be honest with you. And uh, yeah, I mean, and the, the fans love it. They love when an academy player breaks through, gets a goal, and, and they win. As for Preston, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, are they going to sign anyone before the window closes? They've got about 20 forwards at the club at the moment, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, their recruitment over the last couple of years has been it's been atrocious. You know what I mean? They, uh, yeah. you know, Chad, Chad Evans isn't playing. I know he's there, but like, you know, yeah. Evans could probably score about 10 goals. Like, but yeah, look. I think yeah. he's a slight injury. Yesterday, yeah. I don't think it's a long injury layoff or anything, but I think he was missed with an injury. Yeah, he might get them some goals, you don't know. But we talked about it in January in the transfer window. They brought in something like eight players. Yeah. And like let five go. I mean, it's, it's crazy turnaround of players that they've had. Yeah. I suppose they, they, they're desperate, though, you know? Like they, the boys didn't do it last year. So look, they get rid of eight. Sorry. Yeah. They bring in eight to get rid of five. They have to, they have to, like, you know what I mean? As a, as a fan, we all know what's going on in the club. Like they don't have that strike power. Maguire out of position. Um, I think Maguire, like he could be just like um, I hate saying it, but I think Maguire will ever see the best of Maguire again. That's I, I hate saying it. I really don't think we're ever going to see the Maguire that we know. Like no, no, I think he's got a. If he wants, I think he's got dropped down the division. Um, yeah. he's got to do something to get himself a bit more confidence again. Yeah, yeah. Um, move on then to what was an unbelievable match. Uh, West Brom, Luton, 3-2 West Brom. Yeah. Um, I mean, Luton were outstanding in this one as well. Yeah, if that played for five minutes, it would have been 3-3. Yeah, I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, uh, obviously, there was a nasty, nasty um, nasty injury. Um, Jordan Clark was knocked unconscious. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think after the match, the good news was that he was awake. He was all that, all that kind of stuff. But obviously, he's going to have a concussion. He'd probably be missing for a little bit now. Yeah. Um, that's why there was so much stoppage time in the yeah. game, really, yesterday. Was it like um, 18 minutes? Yeah. 
yeah. I mean, there was a lot of stoppage time, like we said. Uh, West Brom, though, went 3-0 up. Naismith on G, Robinson and Grant. Uh, good start season for Robinson from an Irish point of view. Um, Luton then, Cornick pulled one back on 70 minutes. And then, like you said, Mpanzu, eight minutes into the, the 18 or whatever it was, stoppage time made it 3-2. And they really, really pushed forward. They were unlucky, to be honest. They could easily equalise. Um, yeah, absolutely. The was absolutely appalling goal from West Brom. Yeah. It uh, wasn't It wasn't good. Oh, it was not good at all. Um, in terms of the collision with the goalkeeper, total freak accident, really. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It was very, very hard to prevent that, I think. Yeah. Um, it didn't look good, but thankfully he seems to be okay. Obviously, he'll probably miss a bit now. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you say, Callum Robinson played well. Luton had a, like nearly 1,500 supporters at West Brom as well, which is, you know, fair play to them. But they're usually very good away. Like, so. Yeah, yeah, and going to be tough to beat at home. We said Luton are going to be a tough team to beat, and they almost did it. Um, it, w- it was kind of interesting. I suppose give credit to the, the manager, Nathan Jones, because he totally changed their style of play. He when did. they scored that first goal back and they really just went for it and West Brom seemed to really, really struggle with that. Yeah. 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 They're just still fighting their feet, West Brom, obviously, look, we, we know they have a new manager but their manager's good, you know what I mean? He, he's, uh, he came straight up from Barnsley but yeah, I, I think I think West Brom are going to be high scorers this year. I think goal difference wise, they're going to be top. Um, I think so, yeah. Callum Robinson, like we know Callum well from our days in Fola and uh, as you say, look, he's, um, he's a, it's a great to have him in that squad. Like, you yeah. know, he's a Premier League player, but, you know, he seems to kind of drop back to the championship. He reminds me of a man that goes to Newcastle there all the time. Um, yeah. He's, he's the wall with score goals and he always ends up back in the championship. But, uh, yeah, I, I think West Brom in general, like, they're, they're going to be very hard to beat, but it's definitely nip and tuck between them and Fulham. Uh, but Luton will be strong, lads. I think Luton will be thereabouts as well. Definitely top 10, top 8. Yeah. They're looking good. They're looking good. We move on finally to two teams who we thought might do well this season. They didn't start the season well. But early days, and that's Swansea nil, Sheffield United nil. Swansea still missing IU, obviously. Not a very good game. Not a lot of chances in this one. Um, the less, know, said, less said about this one, the better it wasn't race. It wasn't good, no. I mean, I don't think there was many chances. I think there was three shots on target between the teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, but neither of which you'd say were great. I think McGoldrick had a, you know, had a shot that was well saved by the keeper, and that was about as good as it got, really, for this one. Yeah. Um, both teams, you'd expect them to be up nearer the top of the table come the end of the season, though. Um, so we'll wait and see. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we've got a few minutes left there, guys. So will we just quickly run through the midweek fixtures yeah. and what's coming up? Some rapid fire predictions before we run out of time. So I'll ask from the two of you. We'll start with uh, Tuesday's games, Burnsley home to Luton. Barnsley. Uh, Barnsley, yeah. Yeah. Blackpool, Coventry. Coventry won it. Blackpool. Huddersfield, Preston. Millwall. Huddersfield. Huddersfield, ooh. Millwall, Fulham. London Derby. Oh, oh. Fulham, 4 0. Oh. Peterborough, home to Cardiff. Cardiff, 3 0. Uh, draw. Uh, Swansea. You could use a win. Home to Stoke City. Swansea, I think. 2 1 to Swansea. 2-1 to Swansea. And Reading, Bristol City. 4-0 to Reading. Yeah. Reading. 
And that's the Tuesday games. On to Wednesday, we have Birmingham against Bournemouth. Birmingham. Birmingham, yeah. Hull City, home to Derby. Hull. Six minutes Hull. <laughs> oh, trouble. Oh, yeah. Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough QPR. Draw. Draw, yeah. Forest, Blackburn Rovers. Forest. Forest. 2 0. And then uh, a place where Sheffield United, not off to a great start, are away to West Brom. West Brom. West Brom. West Brom, yeah. So there we go. There's your rapid fire predictions. As for this weekend, who was your player this weekend? Uh, Dyke Sticky. Sticky for you? Yeah. Yeah, he's the one he's going to give it to with his goal and his assist. Um, your best team performance has to be Fulham, surely 5 1. I actually think, yeah, yeah. Cardiff, very good. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say Cardiff, they um, make Cardiff. Yeah. There, wasn't, there wasn't many shocks, like you said, this weekend. The goal, um, like Keeper Moore, huh? Keeper Moore, yeah. the best goal, yeah. Keeper Moore for you for the best goal, and yeah. I give it to Wallace at Millwall because I just thought. The setup play was unbelievable. It was like literally back to front in about three seconds. Yeah. So uh, we will leave it there, guys, and we will be back with you uh, for our midweek show after the midweek games, either Thursday, Friday, something around there before uh, weekend action again. So thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we do appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, guys. Yeah.